Do you feel worthy? Do you feel good enough? These are all questions that I had on my mind since the beginning of this year, essentially. Goodbye diets and hello sustainable health. I'm Elise, dietitian and nutritionist based in the Silicon Valley. I believe that we all deserve an effortless relationship with food without obsession. So after I launched my course, The Binge and Body Freedom for the second time, I had all of this time to reflect and think about my year. For those of you who don't know, I started Craving Food Freedom in 2021. So this company is a year old and I actually started a private practice in 2020. I was really unsure in the beginning what I wanted to do with my private practice. And if you followed me from day one, you'll know that I've had a lot of Instagram handle changes. I've had a lot of adjustments over the past year and a half. At first, I thought everyone just wants to lose weight. And so I'll do weight loss. And then I thought, hold on, this content is actually triggering me. As I'm creating Instagram posts on weight loss, I actually felt awful about it. I felt awful about myself. I felt awful about the content of wanting women to change their bodies. And I did a hard pivot in about a month or two. And then I pivoted into the hormone healing space. And to this day, I think hormone healing is super important. And there is a space for it, but it just wasn't aligned with what I ultimately felt connected to. And then the third pivot was into this food freedom space. And that's where I had a huge sigh of relief of, wow, this is my people. This is when I light up. This is the type of challenge I want to help people with because this was me in undergrad. This was me in the thick of it. I really feel cozy and at home in this space. This is the stuff I want to help women and people on. So in 2021, I dove into this space. I took Elise and Evelyn Triboli's course on intuitive eating. They are the founders of intuitive eating. And I took a course with them, had a few supervision sessions with them to really go through tough cases. So I got a lot of support from, you know, the OGs in this field, Evelyn and Elise. I reached out to multiple eating disorder dietitians in the space, Marcy and Paige Smathers and Victoria Myers, all women I look up to, all dietitians in the space that are just killing it and have so much wisdom and had private sessions with them to go through, again, tough cases so that I could serve my clients to the best of my abilities so that I could feel supported in working through tough situations with my clients. A lot of it was me trying to navigate through body image challenges with my patients. And a lot of it was talking through my own insecurities as a practitioner. And then I took some body image courses with Marcy Evans, who is such a gem. I look up to her and she is just so wise and so caring and so genuine and has such integrity in her work. And I have learned so much from her body image course, from her eating disorders course. And then I took a course from Body Image with Brie, and you will know that she specializes in grieving our body goals and body grief so that we can let go of a body that maybe is not within the realm of possibility. All that to say is I love, 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 love this space, the body image space, the food freedom space, the intuitive eating space. This is my bread and butter. 
Also, I am so excited to announce that I'm launching another round of the Binge and Body Food Freedom starting Feb. I've been having so much fun with the ladies in this round. I never thought I would like group calls so much, but it really is like chatting with girlfriends and talking about the stuff that maybe other people wouldn't understand, but this group of people will. The other day, we were really taking a look at hunger and the fear around eating too much. I remember one of the girls saying, I'm eating all the time. I'm eating multiple meals, multiple snacks. Is this right? And of course, someone else had a very similar struggle with snacks, and it was just a really nice moment to see the two of them bonding over a shared experience and also struggling with the same challenge. These are women who came together because they were struggling with food, and they want to start accepting their bodies, and they want to stop the binging. And fast forward three weeks into my Jan program, and I could see the changes, the very visible changes of not overeating as much at night, less of the binges after dinner. I can see these profound changes happening even with the short time together because it really is like a crash course. It's a 30-day crash course with all of the best tools I use with my patients on a day-to-day basis. And these are the tools that I use with my patients over a three-month plus period of time that I've put into a roadmap so that Any course goer can go through and do something each day and feel like they're making an impact and they're growing and they're progressing in their food freedom journey. And we have these weekly calls to bond, connect, really chat about everything that we're going through and what we're learning. And it's such a special moment for us to all bond and grow together. And I just love facilitating these weekly calls. So the Feb round will be no different. There will be weekly calls with me. And there will also be, of course, the roadmap that you'll get with all of the tools and the best exercises I use with my private clients. And I've included a brand new module. And this is the module called I Can't Sit Still. Otherwise, I Just Eat. And the heart of this issue is actually a self-esteem, self-worth issue. A lot of the time we have a hard time sitting still or sitting at peace just by ourselves. Why is it so hard to sit still in our own company? Instead of having to do 10 million things, be super busy or be really occupied, what is the secret behind being at peace and sitting in our own company. Because if we can sit at peace in our own company, we don't need the food. Something about the food is giving us something to do because we can't sit still. And so this goes back to self-esteem. This goes back to self-love. How can we love ourselves? How can we feel better about ourselves so that we can be okay sitting still? and not have any food be the comfort. I am beyond stoked about this module, and I know that so many of you are struggling with this issue. So this is the the fifth and bonus module that I think you all will benefit from. So to recap, this course, I'm enrolling the next round until the end of this month, Jan 31st. So you have until Jan 31st to come join me and an awesome, loving, kind group of women so that we can tackle this together and get you to food freedom hopefully by March, or at least a few giant leaps closer. So join me. You'll see details in the show notes. I cannot wait. I'm having so much fun. I'm thinking of even extending the timeline. One month is truly like a crash course. And I know that more weekly calls will only be helpful. So this might be the last time I'm offering this one month container for all of you. The next time I open up this course again, it might be for a three month container. So if you want 
want a sneak peek, if you want a really big juicy bite of what this course has to offer, get in now and you'll have lifetime updates. So anytime I add new bonuses, you'll have access to them. In the future, it will most likely be a three-month course. So get in now while you can, while it's a one-month course, just so you can see what it's like. And I cannot wait to see you all inside. At the very end of 2021, I was thinking about myself, and this is completely a tangent, but I was thinking about my own confidence as a practitioner, and it has grown leaps and bounds, and I've really, really, really honed in on what I do well. I feel like I have gained so many skills. I've gained so much knowledge this year, but something within me still didn't feel enough, good enough, worthy enough. I just didn't feel deserving of success in this field. And I really had to look at myself and and reflect on why. I think with a lot of my clients and this audience, a lot of the focus is on food and body. Most of the focus is on the body. You know, my body isn't good enough. It's not thin enough. It's not beautiful enough. It's not attractive enough. It's so much about this whole, my body is not enough. And then now that I am a few steps removed from that, I mean, not going to lie, there's still days where I look at my body. I'm like, Ugh, I don't feel great. But all that to say, you know, I feel like my enoughness this year was not really about my body anymore. I'm, again, a few steps farther out from that. My feeling of not enoughness is really centered around my confidence as a business owner and as a practitioner in this space. And there's a little part of me that doesn't feel like I deserve success. And that was really trippy. And so then I picked up a book on self-esteem and it's called the self-esteem workbook by Glenn R. Schiraldi. And my goodness is this blowing my mind. It is really putting together all of my life's work in this food freedom and intuitive eating space, but really taking 10 steps back and looking at ourselves as a whole human and how the body is just one part of it. So today I want to really share with you my learnings on feeling enough, whether it's from a body space or from just as a human. Are you, do you feel good enough as a human? Are you confident in yourself? Do you feel like a good person? Let me start off with what makes maybe the most sense, which is confidence. So with confidence, it's something that is innately felt, but is comprised of a few components. Someone can be confident because they went to a good school, they are really fit and maybe are in their ideal body. They are successful financially, they live in a nice place, they have a good family, they wear nice clothes. We can feel confident about those things, of course. I do want to highlight that all of the things I just mentioned are all external. These are all things that can be kind of taken away in the blink of an eye. These are external markers of success, which of course, yeah, for any normal human, this would build our confidence. But the thing that we forget about is the internal. What are things that people can't see that bring you confidence? And those are called values. So with values, it's things like growth, autonomy, balance, creativity, warmth, generosity, 
all of those things that are inside, that is sort of your value system. And you can be confident about the fact that you are a generous person, that you are someone who values growth, you're always learning, and you value balance. Those are really cool things too. And then there's one level deeper. So beyond those internal values, this is the thing that I never even realized is that we are all unconditionally worthy, regardless of our internal values and our external accomplishments and our body and things like that. Humans are unconditionally worthy, regardless of your values, regardless of of your externalities. We all have unconditional worth as people. Worth as a person is infinite and unchanging. Worth is stable. Worth doesn't have to be earned or proved. It already exists. This is what it says in the book. And I was thinking about this and it it makes sense. We all have a different satellite of values. We all have a different satellite of external qualities. And I always go back to that example of would you say that your janitor is a less worthy person compared to the CEO of the company that you work at? If you were to say yes, that would be kind of not very nice. And you can't really base someone's worth on who they are. And yeah, the CEO might have different values than the janitor. Maybe one cares more about generosity and one cares more about growth. Who knows? But you can't say one value is better than the other either. Nothing about anything is comparative in that sense. And this workbook puts it so well. It says that your core worth, in the very, very, very depths of your being is unconditional. You are unconditionally worthy. You are unconditionally enough as a human. And then everything else is external to that. This workbook puts it so well. Over time, the core becomes surrounded with externals. And like a dirty film on the surface of a body of water, some externals can hide the core. So Maybe, who knows, you lost your job or your body is not the type of body that you want to live in or you feel like you're not generous enough. Who knows? That can cloud the the core of who you are, but it doesn't change your core. You are still unconditionally worthy. The thing is, a lot of us tie our worth to what we do, what we achieve. Those are the external things, right? If we get a promotion, we feel elated and we feel, oh man, I'm a better person because of this. I'm more worthy because I got a promotion or I lost 10 pounds. Wow, I feel better about myself. I feel more attractive. I feel all of these things. So much of the time, our worth is kind of really centered around the the accomplishments or the things that we do. But think about how much of a roller coaster that is. I say this all the time with body image. If your body changes from one day to the next and all of your value is tied onto your body, then your emotions are going to be a roller coaster just as much as how your body changes each day. Same thing with worth. If you feel like your worth is based on accomplishments and externalities, it's just going to be a rough ride. Versus if you got a promotion, but that also doesn't overinflate your worth or on the flip side, if you lost your job, it doesn't make you feel like a failure when your worth, when you know yourself and your worth is being stable, none of that matters as much. It doesn't affect you as much as someone who bases their entire worth on all of these external things. 
So I'm going to tie this back to why I even brought this up in the first place, which is for so long for this entire year, I thought, man, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. People are better than me. I was comparing and I was overthinking. I took 8 million courses and got so much supervision. And honestly, I'm so grateful. I learned so, 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 so much from all of the courses, all of the people I had the chance to talk with personally. I thank them and I thank my own desire to want to grow and learn more. But this part of me that doesn't feel good enough, like as a baseline feeling, is not serving me. What is this doing in my day-to-day life? Because I don't feel good enough, I don't reach out to people to collab with for this podcast, for example. I feel like I'm not good enough to reach out to people I look up to to do fun projects with. I keep myself small by thinking I'm not good enough. Who am I to think I can bring this very cool person onto this podcast and interview them? Those are all the self-limiting thoughts I've thought this entire year. And I feel like I've just played small. And if I felt like I was unconditionally worthy, if I felt like I was unconditionally enough, that I am just enough as I am, I wouldn't set those limits on myself. I would reach out to influencers who have talked about their body image and I would bring them on to interview them. I would reach out to my peers and bring them onto my podcast, whether they're therapists or dietitians. I would just be doing more. I would feel less of a need to take 10,000 courses and read 5 million books and listen to all of these podcast episodes on food freedom and marketing and business growing. Guys, here's a here's a quick share. My laptop the other day said it had no more disk space and I was so confused because I thought I had so much left and then lo and behold, it's all of the podcasts that automatically download onto my computer because I follow so many shows. They just download automatically. It was clogging all of my like hard drive or disk space. So I couldn't do anything. That is how much, I mean, if anything, that's how much I feel not enough. The fact that I have to consume all this content and feel like that would make me more worthy as a business owner or practitioner in this space. Going back to body image then, for so long, I didn't feel good enough about my body. That's why I had an eating disorder, essentially. That's why I struggled with body image for most of my life. All of my focus, all of my worthiness was placed on my body, and it was just like a daily roller coaster. Finally, when I was able to step back and focus my attention on other areas in my life, whether it was grad school or this profession or this business, I was able to diversify my attention and really focus on the other things that I care about. And less of the focus was on my body, thank God. But I just know that this ever pervasive feeling of, you know, if it's your body, my body not being good enough, my career, I'm not good enough to to do this work or your relationship. You know, I'm not a good enough person. I'm not a good enough partner. It literally can seep into every area of your life. So here's my reminder to you. You are unconditionally worthy. You are unconditionally enough. You are good enough. Whatever it is that you do, your body, your everything, you are worthy. And that is the mic drop. This was something I really wanted to get off my chest. And if you like this type of content, I would love to hear from you. Please tag this podcast and tag me on it and tell me what 
part resonated with you the most. And I promise I'll read it and respond to you and I'll share it on my my Craving Food Freedom feed because I want to hear from you what you think about this. And I love the special moments I have with you guys when you tell me that you've been listening to this podcast. So please post it as a story and tell me what part resonated with you most. So until next time, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week.